Hello and welcome to Geek Space Nine, the Tesco Chad Media Network podcast where we discover and or rediscover the classic Star Trek series Deep Space Nine. With me as always is Sarah Becker. How are you, Sarah? Sleepy after brunch, but ready to talk about some stuff. Makes me have feelings. <laughs> and yes. Yeah, we have a we have two episodes that ended funerals, so yeah. you know we're in for a mm-hmm. real, real happy chat. And with us as well is Peter Dancy. How are you, Peter? I'm pretty. I mean, like, well, my, my, minus these two episodes, I'm pretty good uh, because I, because I just got back from uh, visiting a friend down in Galveston, so for 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 the for the weekend, so that was a lot of fun. And I'm doing well because I got a hundred dollars worth of whiskey. Like sixty bucks off. Oh so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw when you posted that. I was just like, really? I really? had, I had that uh, Jameson Castmates IPA whiskey the other night, and that is that is some good stuff. It's really right good. There. I've I've only tried the stout one so far, and that one's really good. Very mm. kind of has a chocolatey aftertaste. It's very nice. Mm. Katie says she prefers the IPA one, which is weird because she prefers stout beers to IPA beers, huh. but. I, don't know. I haven't tried the stout one yet, so I will report back eventually. I I think they're all probably good. I mean, <laughs> yes. yeah. answer. I even bought an ice ball mold. So an ice ball. Ooh, no. Ooh, fancy, y'all. Fancy. Mm-hmm. Yes, so I am uh, good and schloshed, so let's do this. <laughs> We're talking about season six, episode 25 and episode 26, which are the sound of her voice and the tears of the prophet. Prophets. Uh, let me just do it again. This week we are discussing season six, episode twenty-five and episode twenty-six, which are the sound of her voice and the tears of the prophets. So first up is the sound of her voice. While out doing space stuff with their space friends, the Defiant receives a distress call from Captain Lisa Kuzak, a Starfleet commander whose ship was assigned an eight-year exploratory mission of the Beta Quadrant and has been stranded on a Class L planet after her ship was destroyed by an energy field. Bashir notes that Class L means the planet has a deadly amount of carbon dioxide for humans. She assures him that she has Triox, a medication that will keep her alive, but she is running out. Bashir tells her to use a smaller dosage, and they hope they can make it to her location in time, since they are six days away at max warp. The Triax is keeping Lisa awake, so she asks that the crews talk to her in shifts, in order to keep up her spirits, and possibly be the last people she talks about before she dies. Fun space adventures! Sisko and Miles open up about their experiences on the Dominion War, but Bashir is too distracted, causing Lisa to fake her own death to teach him a lesson. In time, the three begin to bond with her. However, when they are three days away, Lisa's remaining Triax is revealed to be tainted, so she begins to die. They divert phaser power to the engines to reach her with Max Warp 9 and arrive at the planet just as Lisa begins passing out over the intercom. They arrive on the planet to discover Lisa was a spooky skeleton the entire time. No, in fact, it seems the body is over three years old. O'Brien realizes the energy field caused a rift in time where they could communicate with Lisa three years ago, but they never could have saved her. The crew decide this basic bitch planet is no place to bury her, so they decide to bury her on Bajor and give her a proper Irish wake aboard DS9. Meanwhile, in B-Plot 9, 
Quark notices that Odo isn't as attentive at catching Quark when Kira is around. Realizing this, he begins to wish Odo to have a big celebration for he and Kira's one-month anniversary. Of course, the real motive is for him to smuggle in some super dank kush, brah, or some <laughs> crystals or something or all while Jake watches for research for his books. Things seem to be going well until Odo moves the anniversary date from the day he and Kira had their awful Holosuite date to the next day when they first kissed. This is bad news for Quark, who had already set up the buyer who is a wanted man who is impossible to reach and would be arrested as soon as he arrives on the station if Odo is paying attention. Quirk gets ready to finally be put in jail, but then he is saved when Odo arrives on the original date with Kira and tells Quirk Kira decided the first date is when their anniversary will be set and they want to go to the Hollow Suite now. Quirk is excited that for once he finally got one over on Odo, but as Odo and Kira go to their romantic date, Odo reveals that he let Quirk get away just this once as he is somewhat responsible for the two of them getting together. What do we think of the sound of her voice? You know, it was interesting for them. It, it did feel very fillery to me, which was which is odd considering that it is the penultimate episode of the season. Yeah. But yeah, by the time it got to the last oh five or ten minutes of the episode, then it did start to feel like I don't know exactly what changed, but it started to feel like we're nearing the end of a season. Hmm, that's true. Maybe just because yeah. like the Odo and Kira stuff is <laughs> yeah, so- yeah, that kind of helped. And Quark and them are on a different uh, wavelength. Yeah, what do you think, Peter? No, yeah, I, 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 def- I definitely agree with Sarah. Like, like I, I was kind of, I was kind of wondering, you know, why, like, why are we getting an episode where, uh, where they, Cisco and crew and the Defiant crew are like are chasing after, you know, kind of a voice that's just like way the fuck off, like, like, like. like as as a penultimate episode, this seems like something that should have happened in episode like twelve or thirteen, episode fifteen, but not like episode twenty five in what we now know is the penultimate episode in the penultimate season of the series. But 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 at this but at the same time, I guess for me it kinda of, it kind of makes sense because because a lot of the season has been focused so much on war and and war and, and how and how different people are dealing with it and and what and you know to what lengths will people go to like to, to, to make sure that make, to make sure that like that like their like their comrades will, will survive and that and you you can like save as many lives save as many lives as you can so 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 the, in in that sense this kind of played into that kind of played played into played into that part of season six's overall narrative so it made sense that's interesting that you guys talked about the sequencing I didn't even think about mm-hmm. that but that's an interesting way of talking about that like how sometimes you listen to an album and you may just dislike a song just because of where it is on the album not so much what that song is uh i guess i didn't mind as much maybe just because i feel like she acted as like the counselor to everybody they even Mm -hmm. talk about that at one point yeah um they joke about miles doesn't want to see a ship's counselor but she's basically being a ship's counselor Mm -hmm. um and i think her discussions with cisco directly affect his decisions in the next episode yeah and how he ends up and so that's why i feel like it is a little less of a filler episode though i could totally see what you're saying and if it could be moved to anywhere else it probably could be and particularly since the show started with the six episode arc it is kind of odd we do all that stuff and uh the next episode which i think We'll talk about more about, but I would say is a little bit overstuffed. <laughs> we can talk about, mm-hmm. and maybe, and maybe it would have been better just to split 
that episode into two parts and move this episode somewhere else. But I do think it works in terms of like a uh, just a character piece leading into what Cisco's going to decide next coming up. Yeah, that makes sense. I can see that. I will say there was some foreshadowing in one of the last oh, scenes yeah. in this episode for something that happens in the next episode. Exactly what you're talking about. But I will wait to talk about that until we get there. Yeah, I, I, it was mm. just a little camera work thing. Yep. But since I knew what was coming, I caught it. I, and I mean, I, know. I don't know what you're talking about. I missed I, this. I mean, I, mean, I, mean I didn't. I, I I didn't know what what was coming. But um, but 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 when but when I thought when I thought back to. And I thought back to this episode, the sound, the sound of her voice, like I, and 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 then and then when I was talking to my friend Steve, like who, who I watched it with, he was just, he was, um, when I when I when I watched the season finale, he was like, "By the way, did you catch?" And I was like, "Let me go back and watch that." And I was like, "Oh my god!" It, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. I am very curious what I missed. Yeah. Now. Hmm. It's um, very small, and I might even be making it up, but not, not, I'm not, only not, curious not no. to see if Peter and I are talking about the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's continue on this episode, because I want to hear this now. Um, what do you guys think, though, of, of Lisa in general? And, like, were you able to connect with her, I guess, a vocal-only performance? Because I thought she did her. Uh, she's played by Deborah Wilson, mm-hmm. who is most notable as a main cast member on Mad TV forever. So if you were like me and watched way too much Mad TV and Comedy Central and you look her up, you'll definitely recognize her face. But other than that, she's been a lot of like small vocal roles. She was one of the uh, sort of general Navi and Avatar. Oh, cool. And a couple of the stuff. Um, but I thought she did a very fantastic job of doing a very, I think a vocal only performance is very tough. And I think she did a great job of... Uh, working with the actors and conveying a, a level of emotion and desperation that's uh, very tough to do when you never ever show up on screen. <laughs> you only show up on screen as a uh, prop of you dead. Uh, it's <laughs> it's very tough. And so I was uh, I was impressed. I thought by uh, by her performance. I was as well, but I did also. It's the um, what did we call it over on Movie Gang podcast? The lesbian death canary. I just I had this feeling like one of my, my um about midway through my notes I have a note that says something terrible is going to happen to this woman so I had a feeling we would never actually meet her at all yeah I kind of got that too so I just didn't oh, have I that figured that too yeah <laughs> but that's why I was like I was I, when I sent to you guys I was like please don't be a dumb twist where it was like I was expecting a dumb twist to be that she was a computer mm. the entire time yeah. some Black Mirror shenanigans or. Mm-hmm. Or some kind of trap or something, you know? No, I, yeah, I, 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 fi- I figured it, I figured it was gonna like I figured it was gonna be like, like just simply a we of uh, simply a we were just a little too late, unfortunately. I wasn't expecting a three year gap. Yeah. Right, right. Which is like maybe a little bit of a Star Trek thing of like giving them Time like, permission travel. to not just have failed, you know. Yeah. But uh I thought it was at least interesting that they never could have saved her, which I thought was interesting right. and it was an interesting way to be like uh it kind of goes along with some of my uh big article about faith in deep space nine i'll have to write someday yeah uh, it'll be my it'll be my crit hulk too long <laughs> it'll be like four thousand words and no one will ever read it except for sarah and peter um but uh it, it, it relies on the same thing of like this weird coincidental like you have to think of how unlikely it is that uh a voice would travel exactly as many days to exactly as this point to this one person, you know, right. like, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a religious coincidentalness that she gets to 
kind of both absolve them and absolve herself of mm-hmm. everything in her life before she dies. And that sort of had a neat little religious slash science element that I always like in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah, it, very good commentary, Ben. Yeah. It, it was like, it was like a, God, what, what, I'm, there, there, there was a, there was a movie I saw years ago, like, like, like back in college. Oh, that's right. Um, It, it, it was, it was like, it was like a more positive, it was like a more it was like a more positive ending um wrap 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 up with with how, with how with how everyone got like like li- like actually got something out of it as 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 compared to as as compared to the movie that Ryan Reynolds was in back in 2010 called Buried ah <laughs> uh, buried yeah yes. that like I I, I I remember that movie and like I I, I definitely I definitely I enjoyed it when I saw it, but, but but um but but for for the for those of you who for the, for those of you who have not seen this movie um the, the movie buried put simply um and uh ryan reynolds character um wakes up wakes up buried alive and wakes up buried alive in a wooden coffin all he has is like a lighter and a blackberry phone and he has like and he, and he has like so long to live so, so long to live before before he before he runs out of air and he's calling like the state department and he's calling like, like, his, like his wife or like his wife's friend um and and like and and, and like and like some like some terrorists who are who are who are in touch who are in touch with him and he's trying he's trying to like direct people to he's he's trying to like direct direct like direct people to basically help save himself and the, and and the, and the and the and the terrorists like get in touch get in touch with the government and they're just like and they're like okay yeah give us this and we'll help you and we'll help you save this person but uh, help you save this person but uh, but as it, as it turns out at the at the at the end at the end at the end when 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 the people who should be rescuing him get the coordinates of like where he is. They actually unearth some. They actually unearth someone who some, someone who who like was kind of lost in the same situation like two three weeks prior, and he and he's oh, just God. left to die and, and he's left to die and so like the, and like the, like the and so like the last thing he hears is I'm sorry Paul I'm so sorry and then the connection times out and that's when the movie ends and it's like and it's like that is such a have how this episode ends is so much better where, where, it's, where it's like okay everyone got something good out of it kuzak like, kuzak didn't die like necessarily alone even though she died three years ago but it's it's just it's 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 a weird connection that my mind made because i make references to a lot of shit <laughs> so that's just where my mind goes no, it's a very similar no it's a very similar idea of like a voice trying to save them but they can't ultimately save them but it's not, you know, a trick like that movie is. I think that's why people don't like the ending of Buried. Yeah. It feels like a trick. It, it, it is a trick. It's like, ah, ha, ha, you know, your catharsis is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> just like, well, catharsis has value. It's like why... I, now I'm going off tangent, but this is why I hate people who praise the scene in Jurassic World where the, uh, um, uh, the assistant gets brutally murdered. Because everyone's always like, well, why does she get murdered? She's That's like what you reserve for a villain. And she was just like a kind of like annoying person but not like worthy of a horrific yeah. death also it was katie mcgrath right right she, 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 wasn't, even, she wasn't even the villain she was and, stop she was, killing katie mcgrath you know what the same <laughs> thing happened to her in king arthur oh my god oh really it's even a worse movie but she's in it for like five minutes and then she dies come on yeah and, <laughs> and like in, and in Jurassic- i was really upset about that because one of the only reasons i went to go see king arthur at all was like oh well at least katie mcgrath is in it Oh, what happens no. in the first two minutes of the film? <laughs> she died. I was livid because then I had to sit through the rest of that movie. Yeah, without Katie McGrath to look upon. <laughs> to look That's upon, funny. I love it. 
That's really I'm sorry, funny. I ran over. That's right. That's right. Oh, you mean King Arthur Legend of the Sword. Yeah. I I don't remember anything in that yes. movie. So I forgot. Oh, is she in like the very beginning gets yeah. killed? That yeah, movie has yeah. a lot of females getting killed. <laughs> that movie it's is really rough. stupid. It's um, really stupid. But to get uh, back on track on my off track, um, on, on in Jurassic World, like the director's like, oh, well, that always happens to good people. So I thought it'd be like, what if it happened or to bad people in movies? But like, what if it happens to a good person? But I'm like, it happens to good people all the time. Right. Yeah. But like in a movie that is Jurassic World, that doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, yeah, in, a, I, I, you're I, I, in a universe of dinosaurs and we have a cinematic language for things. Yeah. When you do this to a bad character, you're saying you should be enjoying this the way you filmed it because you enjoyed it the way you filmed it. So it, to me, you got sadistic pleasure out of something you're not supposed to get sadistic pleasure out of. And that's why it bothers me so much. And it's the same in Buried where it's like, yeah, but sometimes, you know, people don't get saved. But you're like, but it's about a guy buried in a coffin and like you built up that he's going to get saved and then you don't just to be like, fuck you. You know what I mean? It, it, it's nothing but like a, uh, I don't like movies that have that sort of just like, subversion without meaning like you can be subversive but you have to have some intelligence to it you can't just do it to be like oh well sometimes that happens bro like fuck off like don't do that bothers me anyways rant over but i agree i think that's why this this one is not as as frustrating as buried because there is an an emotional angle to it whereas buried the entire minute movie's like is he gonna escape or not you know and that's that's why that movie's kind of will he or won't he the one other film I'll throw out that is similar is a movie called Locke, which is about Tom Hardy uh, driving to the birth of uh, a illegitimate son of his, and uh, he's just on the phone with everybody dealing with that as he tells his family that he cheated on them and like his work is exploding and his life is falling around him. It's pretty good. I recommend it. It's a pretty good movie. Um, so yeah, I think that's it for me for Sound of Her Voice. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Oh no, we got to talk about the uh, B plot, of course. That was. Got to talk about some some Odo Quark stuff. What do you guys think of that B plot? It was cute. Yeah. It was it was Quark trying to do Quark things, and Odo just being like, you know what? I'm gonna let it slide for one for, for once because I'm not about to ruin my day because of your mm-hmm. bullshit. <laughs> I was impressed. I mean, n- now I realize that he he made a note of it for his own nefarious purposes. But I was really impressed that Quark remembered what Odo and Kira's anniversary was. Right. <laughs> I thought that and was kind of sweet in a in a Quark way. <laughs> and he actually taught Odo that it's important to care about these things, yes. which is true. And it's like he's like, does does she want to share right or one month anniversary? I'm like, yeah, she does. Oh, like, no. Trust me, mm-hmm. yeah, she does. <laughs> Plus, nineteen twenty eight Paris Hollow Suite. That's oh that's, my gosh, they look that, so that good. Was so nice. That's, so that's my good. Jam. That is my jam right there. Oh, mm-hmm. I would love to do that. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Uh, why aren't Hollow Suites real? It's right. unfair. <laughs> yeah, the closest we have is VR right now, but that's it. <sighs> It's not close enough yet. Yeah, no. I still have to I put those like dumb that goggles would just give on. Me motion sickness. Yeah, to a point. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I went to a bar in England when they had these giant open VR rooms, and people were playing, and it almost made like a weird art exhibit. So it almost felt like a weird modern art thing of like people in these 
green screens that you couldn't see anything they were doing, but they were doing all these crazy movements. It was almost like a interpretive dance they were doing, cool. even though they nice. played a video game. It had some weird element to it. Yeah, I think that's uh, that'll do it. Unless you guys have anything else to say for sound of her voice. Yeah. Nope. Just uh, we. Uh, I will want to come back to it really quickly after you read the summary for the next episode. All right. Yes, I want to hear this thing you're talking about. Yes. Um, and I went up- and I found the quote that I was thinking about, and I and so I'm confirming even to myself that it did happen, and I wasn't just making it up. Okay. All right, I'm, I'm seriously ready for this. You better blow my mind. <laughs> You've built it up a lot. All right, next up is the season finale, season six, episode 26, The Tears of the Prophets. No, don't make me relive it. No. I'm not ready. Okay, fine, but it's only under protest. After Cisco receives the Medal of Valor for his service in the Dominion War, he is informed by Admiral Ross that Federation Alliance is planning their first defensive play into invading Cardassian space, namely the Chintaka Star System. Meanwhile, Jedzia announces to everyone that she and Worf are planning to have a baby. Red also, flag she- number one. <laughs> also, she got a tattoo that says she really loves life, and she's three days away from retirement, and you, you get what I'm going, right? While Bashir and Quark douse their nice guy depression in hollow sweet booze, Kira tells Jedzia that she is praying to the prophets that they will indeed have a child, as trilling Klingon biology may make it difficult. After some rough arguing with the Romulan and Klingon leaders, Sisko in his dreams sees the prophets who warn him that if he leaves the station, he will interrupt the natural course of events and it will be catastrophic. Sisko tells Ross of these visions, but ultimately he decides to lead the attack on the Chintaka system himself. Damar and Wayun begin to plan their defense when Dukat arrives. They threaten to kill him for his failure to hold DS9, but he offers them a new solution to battle the Bajoran gods themselves. Dukat promises to destroy the prophets and keep the wormhole open to allow all the Dominion ships to come through. Dukat also to tight. also decides to take some of that sweet paw wraith whippets and gets a big old case of crazy red eyes. The combined fleet arrives at Chintaka to find hundreds of orbital weapons platforms that are powered by a single source. They begin inflicting massive damage on the fleet. Meanwhile, on DS9, Dax goes to talk to one of those Bajoran orbs to pray for her child when red-eyed Dukat shows up. The paw raise inflate... Uh, infl- the Paw Wraiths inflict a fatal blast of red goo juice at Dax, who collapses. Then the Paw Wraith enters the Bajoran herb, and it turns black. A now regular... <laughs> you said Bajoran herb. Bajoran herb. Bajoran... Um, I can't talk. Oof. I'm, I need to start over. <laughs> yeah, that's me every day, so you're fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Bajoran herb. Herb. My brain is just not working today. All right, let's do this again. <clears throat> Meanwhile, on DS9, Dax goes to talk to one of those Bajoran orbs to pray for her child when Red-Eyed Dukat shows up. The Paw Rays inflict a fatal blast of red goo juice at Dax, who collapses. Then the Paw Rays enters the Bajoran orb and it turns black. And now unpossessed Dukat then apologizes to Dax and warps away. At the same time, the wormhole closes and all contact with the Prophets is lost. Back at the battle, Sisko collapses when it feels like thousands of fans cried out in terror and was suddenly silenced. 
Kira leads the Defiant and the rest to a moon that's the source of the weapon's power. They trick the Dominion weapons themselves into targeting the moon, and it is destroyed, thus winning them the system. However, their victory is short-lived when they are called back to DS9 immediately. Cisco gets a real one-two punch of learning that all the orbs have gone dark and no one can visit the wormhole. Also, Bajir informs Cisco that while he was able to save the Dax symbiote, he was not able to save Jadzia. Worf and Sisko watch over as Dax says goodbye to Worf, and she dies. Roar! Over her coffin, Sisko says his goodbyes and his regrets. He decides to leave the station, and Kira notes that since he took his baseball, he may never return. Jake and Sisko go to New Orleans, while Kira takes over DS9, wondering what to do next. What did you guys think of the tears of the prophets? A lot of anger, a lot of crying, a lot, a lot of oh damn it, <laughs> a lot of fucking shit, and lots of why. my notes are screaming. Pretty much for, <laughs> screaming for various reasons. Emojis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We lost, uh, we lost so, Jadzia, you guys. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna take the reins here for a little bit. That's okay. okay. Go for it. Um, well, first of all, I knew that this was coming before we even started watching the show because... I what? knew that, a little bit too for a yes. reason. I want to hear your reason first. Mm-hmm. Well, my reason is that, of course, dear listeners, you will know that about two years ago, a little television show called The Hundred killed off a wonderful lesbian character called Lexa. And when that happened, um, lesbian Tumblr kind of exploded just a little bit in rage. And mm-hmm. um, this website called Autostraddle put together a list of as many as, as we could think of a bunch um, all of the lesbian and bisexual characters who had been killed off in television shows. And because of what was the episode that I'm thinking of, Ben, um, with with um, I know Dax it, and Lenara Khan, re- rejoined. That's yes, what it was. thank you. Because of the episode rejoined, um, Jadzia Dax was on this list, and um, you know I, I didn't know all of the details, but it also listed how each of these characters died, and most of them were shot. This is you know my take on gun violence, um, but. Um, her case was killed by an alien-possessed alien, and I didn't know exactly what that meant until I watched this episode. But anyway, all of that to say, I've known this whole time it was coming, and then it finally happened, and I was still not ready. But the foreshadowing that happened yeah. in the previous episode, that the reason I recognized it as foreshadowing is because we, we actually we didn't really talk too much about the Irish wake that happened yeah, for, yeah, yeah, for yeah, the yeah. captain at the end of the episode. Right. And um, O'Brien starts uh, making a speech at the end. And um, he, he says, uh, the war changed us, pulled us apart. I want my friends in my life because someday we're going to wake up and we're going to find that someone is missing from this circle. And then the camera pans yes, to, to Jadzia Dax. Like right at like immediately right to pauses. And then it's like, okay. Mm. And mm. then it moves to other people, but the first wow. Interesting. <laughs> immediately goes to Jadzia. It's like, uh, 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 uh. wow. Men, gay uh, tears. Many gay well, tears. Well, I knew that she was 
uh, I got her because of Wikipedia. Because Wikipedia is mm-hmm. dark and full of spoilers, whether yes. you intended or not. And uh, if you go to Deep Space Nine, and I'll save this part for, I won't say the person's name, but let's just say there are two Daxes listed <laughs> under primary ah. characters. You know oh. what I mean? And it ain't Curzon. So <laughs> it's like, hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder why there'd be another one, I wonder. And I didn't necessarily think, a, you know, uh, it was, a, you know, uh, someone else. So eventually I figured out that uh, I heard that uh, this was the end of the... Uh, our beloved Jadzia. But I missed that uh, little note. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and in reading about it, the, just to talk about why Jadzia died, um, Terry Farrell uh, was leaving the show. She decided mm-hmm. not to renew her contract. Uh, at the time, there was no plans to end at the seventh season quite yet. They decided that after this. And she said that she kind of wish she knew that. And, uh She's often gone on and on that she regrets it or not. She's kind of gone back and forth. She said that she probably yeah. like ultimately would have. She said her ultimate goal because she got hired on another show called Becker, which was a, a sitcom that lasted for a couple Yay. seasons. Um, and uh, um, she wanted to do that, and she was kind of tired of all the makeup and uh, the show's numbers were dwindling and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and she wasn't sure how long the show was going to last, but she was like, I kind of wish they kept me on as like a recurring character mm. instead of killing me off. But that's also where they decided to go uh, with that. So they knew they were going to kill her off the entire season, wow. which is uh, apparently why they did the whole Kiriyoshi subplot in Time's Orphan, because Time's Orphan, they never planned to have a B plot in that episode, but then they just saw the end of the episode and they're like, oh, this is nine minutes short. And then they thought, like, well, let's add a nice little thing with Worf and Dax and her deciding to have a baby and then that'll make it all extra sad. <laughs> it'll make it all yes. more, yeah, even worse. Yeah, k- k- kill her off after we get a glimpse of what could have been. Espe- especially, oh, absolutely. <laughs> especially, after, especially after Bashir is like, after Bashir is like, hey, guess what, y'all? It's totally possible. Let's go forward with it. And and we could talk about the death scene itself, but the death scene was rewritten about eight trillion times. It sounds like this episode was apparently a very tough, very down to the wire episode wow. because of uh, dealing with both the end, the start, and ramp up of the war. They always wanted to do that whole section plus Jedzia dying, and so they wanted to have this whole thing match, and they kept coming up with things that they felt were worse answers for her and they still don't seem too happy with the way it ended i am not um, happy but uh even like the scene with her dying was like a last minute right which was crazy really? that they did not originally have her saying goodbye to wharf which is oh. nuts yeah um so uh yeah let's talk about the death scene because i think we should there's a good transition to that unless there's something else you want to bring up sarah and no, um, that was that was the the meat of what I had to say. Well, actually, I want to hear from Peter since we knew it was coming. Peter, we said it would be sad, but what did you think uh, was going to happen, and how did you feel? Uh, well, I mean, I was like, I, um, I, I, I figured there would be a death when when, y- when y'all when the two of you were like, Peter, get ready, but like, I couldn't really place who it might be. To be perfectly honest, because just 
Like I, I, I didn't, I didn't think it would be Cisco at all. I thought he was totally and completely safe because he is, like, as I guess we have a main cast, but he is the main character, much, much like Picard is for the next generation. So it's like, yeah, and this is a, uh, this is pre Game of Thrones. We're killing exactly. the main character is like allowed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So it's like, so it's like, yeah, dude, you're fine. You're good. You're golden. But, but, but um, but before, but b- before we got to. Jadzia's death, but 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 after um after Cisco was told by the prophets, don't leave the ship, you'll fuck everything up. I actually kind of thought it was gonna be Jake. Mm. Oh god! Like, I, I, yeah, I, I think that Jake. actually would have been worse. Like, to, to, and and to like and to like and and I thought I thought it was gonna be Jake to like to almost to like directly parallel Ducat. To, to to caught losing Zial, I thought that's how it was going to go down. I thought because because it's like okay, we see how Ducat is dealing with the loss of mm, his daughter. Mm, how will the yeah. main character of the show deal with lo- deal with losing his own son after losing his own wife like five years ago, and not only that, right. but at the hands of Ducat. That's right. Li- that's right. How- I mean, I want to watch that version. That would that would be a fascinating. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting version. Yeah, like th- that's where I thought it was going. So I was actually so like so yes, I am like torn up by by losing like by losing one of our favorite characters of this of this whole show. She's like top three for me. But like, I actually thought I I was actually honestly prepared for it to be worse. That is fair. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, no, and they and it was also hinted that he was like willing to lose his son earlier. Remember when the Paul Wraith yeah. infected Jake? And yeah, yeah, we, we've, we've already had the Abraham and Isaac situation. So right, right, religion, it's coming back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now I guess, is this Jesus being reborn? Oh like God. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about the death scene itself. Uh, to to me, the death scene is emblematic of of 90s character death because it was or, highly publicized know, 2016 character death i think it's more 90s I, in Stray terms of just the way nothing just personal. in the way trust me in the way it's in the way it's done it is very 90s it is very like That's it was true. highly publicized in the way like it was like the way mod flanders was highly publicized in the way that uh What's the other like character they killed off, and everyone's like, "Oh, who are they gonna kill off in the episode?" It used to be like a ratings thing in the '90s to be like, "A main character is gonna die." Mm. But if you knew the programming and you knew who like contract was up, you were like, oh, "Like, I oh, never mind." Kind of, kind of like, kind of like how, kind of like how, how all of us MCU fans are, are trying are trying to figure out. Are trying to figure out not like not, not like not who's going to not not who's going to no longer be in MCU films after Avengers four, but who's going to die based on who based on whose contracts yeah. are up and everything. And let's just say a certain someone said that a contract was up, and so a certain someone is probably going to certainly die. <laughs> that's all mm. I'll say. I won't tell who because that's up to you to Google. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, and and. And also the '90s, like yeah, it, it was before. I think I do really do think Game of Thrones changed the way. And Sopran- actually, I would say Sopranos. I'd say Sopranos is the show that changed the way we do death on television, which is like it was okay to kill them mid-season. It was okay to kill them like somewhat surprisingly. 
though that is a little bit I would agree the straight bullet thing and Whedon and uh, and and yes. Buffy mm. was certainly an mm-hmm. element of that early two thousands yeah. and uh, yeah all right around the same time and I would say you know I think Whedon and and David Chase and George R R Martin even though the books were originally television and influence up to later are sort of the three big ones that kind of change how we do tele tv death now which is i think a problem <laughs> it's a new kind of problem but the 90s death was very like highly publicized and it like often had to you know be as dramatic and like epic and crazy as possible and i think that's why they wrote themselves into a very weird corner where i weirdly think the death is not uh striking enough or yeah. I think I think having her be a casualty of war in a random situation is interesting, but it all doesn't make sense where like she gets hit by a thing that looks not that bad and then all of a sudden you come back later and like oh, she's dead. <laughs> like yeah. you're like what? <laughs> you know, like it's a bit crazy. And also I think the fact Ducat is possessed, but he, so he doesn't actually do it kind of takes the blame away from anybody so it's a you know crazy alien Which creature like stupid again it's the straight bullet thing of well no one really killed tara it was a horrible accident you know what i mean like so there is a little bit of a remove from that and it feels i don't know a, a crazy ducat hitting her with a phaser would have been more appropriate to yeah me. versus a crazy weird alien with unknown powers giving her red goo juice mm-hmm. Yep, but, here uh, we go. I'm looking at the list right now. Jadzia Dax, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, 1998, cause of death, blasted by an alien-possessed alien. Yep, there we go. Alien-possessed alien. Alien-possessed, blasted by an alien-possessed alien. Yeah, are you guys on the same page? That like, the death itself was just weird. It was weird, and, you know, for all of the feels that I have about Jadzia... Sorry, I just went to Facebook and Jesse shared something about Lexa on my Facebook page. And I'm oh my God, Jesse! Weird feelings right now. <laughs> Jesse, this is bad timing. <laughs> <coughs> and she doesn't okay. even know, and she won't know for she like no idea. She won't know for a few weeks, and we're gonna have to we're gonna have to like tag her and be like, "Hey, Jesse." So literally, yes. as we're recording, you did. So this. remember that thing you said to me? Oh my God! I was talking about Lexa. Anyway. <laughs> I keep funny. trying to. I, I keep saying to Katie, like we need to watch that trash show, The Hundred, so you can understand. Anyway, I, there I sent you all the article. I don't remember what we were talking uh, yeah, about. Yeah, I got it. Uh, we we, we <laughs> were talking about Jadzia's death scene, like just like, and like, yes. in, like in general, just like like nineties comparison to like to like how TV is now and stuff. Yeah, so I, I just feel like there's like a little bit of like that she gets her your little speech and it like frankly inspires the main male character to deal with his own problems, yeah. you know, and that's the whole thing. Even though I really like that scene and I like the consequences of Cisco, but I feel like those same consequences would have been with the prophets no matter what. And Jetsy is just an extra salt on the wound, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it depends on how it's done later. The good news is that, uh, unlike, I feel like, the 100, I feel like the fact that uh, Dax will show up again is going to be important. Yes. You're going to have a living corpse, you know what I mean? And that has Mm -hmm. to cause some problems, I imagine, and I hope, and I pray, uh, that I don't think Jedzy is going to necessarily be forgotten on the show. Yeah. Like, written out of the history books. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So that's my hope at least. But I did really like the Cisco scene at the funeral. Uh, that was very much oh, yes, for sure. And Avery Brooks axed the fucking pants off of himself. As per usual, honestly. And yeah, I know. But this is one of his, I think, best scenes. Yeah. Uh, uh, just, a, just a harrowing monologue. And I like the consequences that the dude actually gives up. He fucking gives up. Cisco gives up. It's too much. And uh, I think that's. That's history. And again, goes the religious thing. You're monomyth. You got to have your Messiah give up at some point. You know, it's a classic, you know, Jesus in the desert. Yeah. You, know, you got to be tempted. Yeah, it, like, like, I got, like, honestly, like, hearing the reasoning for why, for why Dukat was just like, let's hit, hit, like, let's hit the Bajorans where it hurts, the prophets. Why? Because, why? Why? Because Cisco is their emissary to, 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 to like, to, to, like, to disconnect disconnect their emissary their messiah from their prophets that's gonna be a big blow to literally everything i was just like that is so evil but plot yes but plot wise oh my god good on you i also think there is like it's it's lost in a very sad episode but like it's it there's a good comedy moment where like Wayun is so mad the world just closes instead of gets open and he's like what did you do and he's like well it didn't work exactly like I said like I love that Dukat just brushes it off like ah you like, know sorry. shit happens it'll still work <laughs> out in your favor so shut up Wayun's so bad and it's so <laughs> funny it, 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 I love Wayun it, it's, it's, it's fun to see that smarmy that smarmy grin wiped off his face <laughs> Smarmy. God, that part. Absolutely. Well, let's just talk real quick about the action scene because we had a pretty big battle sequence. Space battles! Yeah, space battles! Battle. What'd you guys space think of space drones. battles? Space drones! You got to see all three. You got to see Romulans, Klingons, and Federations all attacking space drones. That was fun, honestly. That that was that was yeah. fun to me. I just like watching all those different kinds of ships. It's really exciting. All on screen at the same time. Like yeah, and and it's like and, and what wait what 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 year did this episode come out? Was it like ninety ninety eight? Thank you, ninety eight. Like yeah. like and and this was for television, not film. So 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 like and so which means that they're dealing with a granted of like a, of course like a, a more limited budget than than they than they would get for a big like blockbuster film, and also obviously um, like a, a, sm- a smaller a smaller budget than Star Trek Discovery had in, had in its first two episodes so because because that was like it's, that was its own like big space battle awesomeness yeah so that I, I am like super impressed with just with just like kind of the planning that, that that went that went into everything to make sure to make sure that like that make sure that each action that took place in this battle everything lined up like it wasn't like oh how did this person just end up here how did this how did this drone just end up in this spot how did this ship just end up over in that corner it's like everything made sense and it played out well yeah yeah no it's it's a really exciting battle sequence i think and uh it's 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 a it's a good visual uh, feast for me for my nerd eyes though I do wish this show could get a nice blu-ray remaster like TOS did oh, yeah. I'd love to see these uh, in HD but uh, sadly I don't think that'll ever happen unfortunately it's unfortunate uh, maybe if I become a rich billionaire one day I could fund it all myself <laughs> please and thank you but uh, <laughs> until then but yeah I, I think this 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 leaves us in a very interesting place for the show 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm very curious where it's going to go from here. Is there anything else you guys want to say for uh, Tears of the Prophets? Um, just, mm, oh, oh, I really like the Klingon death song. That, uh, yes. yes. Not worth saying. That was really beautiful. That was very mm-hmm. subtle and uh, effective, which I really liked. More salt in the wound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More salt in the wound. Yeah, that, that's the other thing I'll say of this episode is like, oh, the baby stuff is rough. It's just like it's so obvious what they're doing. Yeah. It's just like woof. trying to make it like it's already going to be sad, guys. We like her a lot, you know. You don't have to make yeah. it even more sad. Yeah. It's like uh, it's a little much. Yeah, like, I, 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 I will, I will say about um about Cisco and Jake going back to New Orleans, like, it, it, it. it, it I mean, like, uh, blah, 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 words. I also cannot talk today. Um, <laughs> with this kind of loss, you know, and it, it, ha- it happens with a lot. It happens with a lot of people. Um, you know, when you are at a point where you don't know what to do, you go home. Like, if if you're able to, mm, you go home. Yeah. So it makes sense that Cisco will go like right back to his dad's, and 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 his and his dad, like you know. You know, kind of made made the comment or before, like early early in the show. Why don't you come back to visit me more often? Why, like, and so it's like it sucks that this is the reason why he's back home. It sucks that this is the reason why he's back on Earth. Why he's back helping out his dad with the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, mm. and like. Yeah, that last shot of him, what is it, washing like oysters? Oh, yeah, oysters, clams. I, I couldn't tell if they were like oysters, clams, or potatoes, to be honest with you. Some <laughs> variety of mollusk. That. Yeah, I believe it's a mollusk of some That kind. makes yeah. sense. It's, it's seafood. It's New Orleans. It's his dad's restaurant. What else would it be? <laughs> All right, well, I think that'll do it for our episode this week. Next week, we will be discussing season six season wrap up. So that's what we'll be doing. Uh, uh, no. uh, I just can't. I'm not with it today. All right. One more time. That has been our episode. Next week, we will be discussing our. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Please. Oh, po- my po- brain post episode. Is... Post episode. Oh, it's all, it's all going to be I love it. It's going to be the longest post episode ever. All right. That has been our episode. This, you know, I'm just going to say it right Porky now. Porky Pig. That. Uh, after you said the whole herb thing, and I said herb instead of herb. orb, every time I read orb, I started almost laughing. It was so hard. <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't see you guys' face because I would have cracked up. It was so hard. Nate, my, like I, I don't know about Sarah, but my, my eyebrows shot like right up. I was just like, hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I was trying to be all serious because you were talking about you know the only the death of my favorite character on this show. Yeah, yeah. But. You said herb. Herb. Bajoran herb. And I'm not sure if I'm envisioning like Bajoran weed or if I'm just like Hermagurb. <laughs> Bajoran herb. Or Bajoran herbs and spices. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Bajoran KFC. Regardless, what is a ba- what, it makes that's, me laugh. But that makes you wonder what does a Bajoran spice cabinet look like? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Wrap up the episode, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> we're never gonna escape it's, it's a time loop. oh my god yes um, 
That has been our episode. Next week, we'll be doing our season six wrap up. As always, I want to thank my lovely co host for joining me every week. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Fuck. We're doomed. We're doomed. Ah, oh, I can do this. I can do this. I believe in myself. Oh. Mm, mm. That has been our episode. Next week, we'll be doing our season six wrap-up. As always, I want to thank my lovely co-hosts for joining me every week on this journey. Our theme song is by Captain Meatshield. You can check him out on Twitter at CPTN underscore Meatshield. Our awesome artwork is by Joe Bowen. We are a part of the Tuscan Shed Media Network. You can see more of our shows at TuscanShed.com. If you like this show, like, subscribe, rate, and review it any way that you can. It helps new listeners discover our show. Until next time, this is the crew of Geek Space 9 signing off. Bye, guys. Woo! Bajoran Marjoram. <laughs> These words are so similar. I feel like he must come up with a pun. But I can't. <laughs> Thanks for listening, listening, everyone. Our brains are broken. <laughs> <laughs>